0: Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jesse Robbins. He's the CEO and founder of Orion Labs. Before Orion, he founded Chef and is widely recognized for transforming the way companies like Facebook, Google, and Yahoo manage complex internet systems. He also founded the Velocity Conference and helped start the DevOps movement. Jesse, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure am. We were joking before this. My dev team at Heyo, they're always going, we need to update. We need to you know, get on Chef, do all this stuff. Briefly tell us what Chef is and how you worked with Facebook and these guys. Uh, So Chef's an
1: automation platform that makes infrastructure as code. Uh, Before Chef, I worked at Amazon where I got to understand sort of problems at massive scale. Uh, So we founded Chef to help developers and systems engineers in the world at large uh, run bigger, uh, better systems. Uh, And so many companies use it uh, in order to power their infrastructure and uh, what we like to think of as uh, deliver time to value.
0: And this was all out of the goodness of your heart, totally open sourced, right? So Chef is, uh, is
1: open source um, and uh, the company, the Chef the company is uh, obviously a large uh, commercial company. Uh, we operate or Chef operates a platform and also sells uh, software that people are able to use. And uh, it's built on top of uh, an amazing community of contributors and engineers and uh, folks that uh, help make, uh, make
0: the world of infrastructure a more awesome place. Did you stay active as they began to commercialize or had you left the company already at that point?
1: Oh, no, I'm, I'm the founding CEO of Chef. And I was I was there for uh, a little over five years full time. And obviously, I'm still very in, involved and uh, passionate about it as an advisor and uh, and shareholder. All right. So why leave?
0: Orion must have been very sexy. Why leave?
1: So my background is um, I'm a firefighter EMT by training. And um, as Chef began to grow, uh, I found that it was uh, sort of time and ready for me to leave it in good hands with the the amazing team uh, that's there. Um, As I said, I'm a firefighter EMT and I wanted to kind of cash in the credibility that you get when you found something big and successful and do something much harder. And so uh, I set out to build Orion based on uh, my experiences using radio systems as a firefighter, uh, but believing that voice would become the new interface and wanting to apply what I learned uh, over my years as, as an entrepreneur and a builder and an infrastructure uh, uh, builder um, and give people something better uh, in, in, in an industry that uh, isn't uh, as, uh, as, as focused on by the, the traditional tech industry, which is the $10 billion plus Uh, push-to-talk and walkie-talkie industry uh, that runs most of the world and and daily operations.
0: So so the the risk in this interview is that my audience doesn't actually latch on to what you do, right? And they're going to miss all the lessons then. Can you tell me a story of a customer using you in a really simple way? Sure.
1: So our typical customer uh, is a small to medium sized business that has a group of people that need to uh, be eyes up and hands free to do their work. They need to be connected in real time using the power of their voice. They're not sitting behind a computer or a desk. So, think about healthcare, uh, a doctor's office, a hospital, think about transportation delivery logistics. When, you know, a a company comes to your door to deliver food, um, uh, they often have a radio or hopefully increasingly uh, the uh, Orion app and devices uh, in order to remain connected in real time to the people uh, that they need to be connected to to do their jobs. So this is a, a massive market when you uh, when you think about like when you're at the airport or when you're at a conference or a other event you see walkie talkies and radios everywhere they power uh, the uh, they're they're the email and chat and Slack of uh, kind of the real time mobile heads up world um, unfortunately uh, they this is a, a product of category that hasn't really been reinvented uh, for technology it's very stagnant it sort of stays the same so Orion has built an app platform set of devices that let people communicate in real time heads up using the power of their voice and now apps and third party integrations.
0: So what is the revenue model? You just mentioned hardware. Are you producing your own hardware with low margins or is there pure software play high margin?
1: So we are a uh, SaaS and software business. Um, however, we do make our own devices. Uh, this hold that is up. One of them. Yeah, called, hold that yep. close to the camera. It's called Onyx. Okay. Uh, and so Onyx is basically like a Star Trek communicator badge. You push a button and talk, and anyone can hear you wherever they are using, uh, the, uh, using the Orion network. Um, we also connect that with uh, bots and integrations. Uh, things that allow real-time voice workflows for environments like retail, where, you know, you go to a retail shop, you often see someone has an earpiece in. We make a sort of super-powered version of that that lets them talk to the same people that they normally would, but also lets voice bots and integrations appear. Uh, and uh, so they can say, oh, can you bring that thing from the back? you bring me item three. Uh, and instead of them having to, you know, have a, a bunch of people running around trying to find that, it activates a workflow uh, that uh, that enables automation, just like we've done
0: with Chef. Interesting. Okay, and so uh, how do people pay you a dollar? Is it the is it you know Target who has twenty cashiers per store a seat at their thing or what?
1: Yeah, so it, we we charge a per seat res- subscription recurring uh, revenue fee. Um, we also charge for our devices. Uh, so these are ninety nine dollars each, um, and the service starts at about six dollars a month per user. Um, obviously, we then uh, add, charge for add ons like. Uh, real-time uh, language translation or uh, voice workflows and, and other pieces. It's uh, very much kind of the the, the, tr- the typical land and expand model. We show up, we provide something extremely valuable, tra- a transformative technology uh, for our customers, um, and what they start out buying is just push to talk, but then they follow on and say, oh, we want you know, to be able to speak in one language and have each other person in their language understand. We charge a little bit more for that per month, but base price is $6 a month recurring.
0: When a a customer starts at six bucks a month, I assume these are probably bulk deals across large organizations, but typically what are you able to expand per seat revenue to year over year because they're upgrading? Do you have that like a predictable model around that yet or no?
1: Not yet. We launched this product about three months ago. And so uh, we're just starting to see some of the larger customers come on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting when, when you're selling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to selling enterprise software. Jesse, real quick, Uh, were you pre-revenue before that? Uh, we weren't pre-revenue, but, um, uh, the, but effectively this business was, uh, the, the subscription recurring revenue business was launched about three months ago. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so um, the industry we're selling into is is kind of dominated by like the most enterprisey of enterprise sales models. We're talking you know one two three year cycles where you've got multi stage proof of concepts FCC licensing for radios. Uh, um, my my favorite story is my co founder Greg needed to get a software license. Uh, and he had to take a class to use the procurement system to be able to find the part number to buy for the radio, so they could send him a paper license and a CD, uh, which we then had, of course, to buy a, a DVD drive so that we could read the CD. Because who
0: uses those anymore? We just lost so, about sixty percent of our listeners. Thanks for that. Oh, you want me to? Uh, you want me to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> That's in, That is insane. Now, what deal size is he chasing with that kind of investment? I mean, are you are these multi million dollar per year deals or no? It really
1: ranges the, uh, you know, for, for these types of, of customers that are coming out of the, the legacy environment. We're talking about like, uh, you know, sometimes 500,000 to sometimes 500 million nationwide deals okay. um, that are, you know, they're, they're massive, they're core infrastructure. Um, and we're showing up and saying, yeah, go to our website or buy our product on Amazon and then pay us six bucks, bucks a month. And you've got something that works anywhere and gives you superpowers. So it's been, uh, it's been exciting.
0: When, so, wait, remind me again, what month did you launch the SaaS model? Uh, in September. And what have you scaled to today in terms of total seats on the platform? Many. Many can, can, <laughs> you know what I'm going to come with next. I'm sure Jesse did a great job preparing you. Can you give me some minimum? I mean, are we talking like 1,000 or 10 million? Uh, somewhere between those two numbers. Okay, so are we talking 100,000 or Or, 10, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or um, so Yeah, so we've, we've got that. Got- uh, so we have thousands, thousands of users. Thousands of users on the platform. Um, the uh, the and they range in, in in the for us. What matters most is people come and buy our product because they're trying to solve a problem for their themselves and their team first. And then it's amazing uh, in terms of inbound that we get out of that. Uh, we had a, a major manufacturing company show up and say, "Oh, uh, we want to go from five seats to sixty-five thousand seats this year. Um, you know, are you able to support that? Yes, of course we are. Um, but that that same five-person uh, group might also just be a, a, some friends going skiing together." Um, so what we find is we're able to use consumer-like uh, customer acquisition, uh, and then that surfaces really big enterprise companies. It's very similar to, to sort of what happened with with Slack in the early days. Um, and I, I'm sort of pushing the company to to match uh, sort of their early stage customer acquisition uh, uh, growth path. It's a little bit different because the industry we're going into often we might be the first smartphone app that they actually install on their smartphone, uh, which has been pretty pretty surprising. Um, and uh Why? because and so, they're
0: just they're more old. I mean, I hate to say it this way, but they're just more old school.
1: Yeah, no, it's just different customer type, right? Like they're uh, and you know
0: when you, when you think
1: about um, uh, we're not we're not a Silicon Valley startup that's saying, oh, we're going to give you a a, a better, you know, app game experience. Uh, We're talking about uh, changing the way that foundational parts of society work and making those better with technology. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're, it's the mainstream in that world is just mainstream America. Mm-hmm. And so those users are just people typically trying to solve a problem. The person that brings us in is a technical, is a tech early adopter, but they're not using Slack. They're not using uh, Facebook messenger. Typically um, they're uh, we actually released a report recently, you know, their primary communication method is phone and SMS message. And so when we show up, we're like, Hey, good news did you know your phone can do all this stuff too? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, it's this huge opportunity. Um, what's exciting for us is um, once we start with these organizations where we say,
0: Oh, cool, we're going to give you, by the way, sorry, you've the yep. thousands of seats. How many organizations right now are you working with like a dozen or so, something like that?
1: Uh, so it's somewhere between 50 and a hundred.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, I mean more every, like, you know, I, we had to move rooms so that you didn't hear the bell ringing. Uh, yeah. the sales team <laughs> is, uh, is doing that a lot today. That's good. Um, yeah. So, so the, the biggest lesson for us, so just to give you some kind of, um, uh, some metrics. So, Uh, The the market that we're entering, the mature part of it uh, is about 5 million uh, active users every day. Um, Those are using the legacy PTT services from the carriers and from the major competitors. Um, Of those, uh, uh, we find that about 85% of them, uh, 85% of customers that like we survey um, are looking for actively a a new tool. They're unhappy with what they have. They want to use voice. Um, and the, um, and so what we find with our own data is we go into these customer groups and we say, here's Orion, here's what we do. They get, they get, uh, using our service and then they go from like sending a couple of quick test messages to, I have uh, our little data sheet here. I was about to say, I t-
0: you have been well prepared cause you're, you're reading yeah. off something. I'm going, okay, this is good. Yeah. Let, before 645
1: messages per group per day. Um, which, that's uh, industry or what you're seeing? No, so that's what we're seeing on our own platform. Across and so, one
0: organization? Uh, across one group in an organization, yep. What, what's the difference between a group and an organization? Organization might have many groups. okay. Uh, you're talking, but did, like the marketing team, the sale, the, the tech yep. team. That's a Yeah. So, so it's like, again, it, Slack is
1: kind of the comparison, right? So you might have your general group and then you might have a bunch of uh, subgroups that uh, have different people in them. Yep. Uh, and the most active ones we're seeing like a, a small team using it, Uh, Hundreds of times a day, more so in some cases than like we would see with Slack. And then we start to add bots into the equation. So like our ift integration lets you say, oh, I'm going to add voice commands that then interact with other services. uh, And it just explodes. It's been really impressive.
0: When did you launch the company at the beginning?
1: We started the company in 2013 when everyone thought that voice was dead and that and that I was crazy.
0: Wait, so what the hell were you doing for, for four years? You said you just launched the paid SaaS model like a, a couple months ago.
1: Yeah, so we began by launching a consumer offering first in order to basically build and refine the product and the platform. Free. So uh, yeah. So, well, you, you initially you have to buy Onyx, right? Uh, so we launched the the, uh, the SaaS model concurrently with um, our uh, app modes and a bunch of these other integrations. So um, originally we ran the business exclusively on uh, selling our own hardware, um, and basically as we've grown, uh, the and and a lot of truthfully, a lot of time in R&D as well, uh,
0: getting things right. Uh, the, uh, you know, it became time to then build the actual, uh, exciting part of the business. Did you raise capital so you could generally keep the hardware prices as low as possible just to get adoption?
1: No, we, um, we, we raised capital because building hardware costs a lot of money, no matter how
0: you view it. Um, uh, the, uh, so we've raise? we raised about $30 million okay. uh, since 2013. And what yeah. does it cost you to make one of those little devices?
1: Um, these, so these retail for $99. Um, and we, uh, you know, we make about,
0: uh, 30 or 40 bucks uh, per, it it depends on which channel you buy them through. And that was your only revenue stream for the first three or four years. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Interesting. And and so what did you, how did you know when it was time you looked at it and said, we have enough consumer adoption. It's now time to go to B2B enterprise.
1: Uh, just overwhelming customer demand. Um, so basically that, that story that I, I told you a few minutes ago where you have somebody show up, they buy five to use with their friends, they love them, and then they go, hey, so you know, I work at a, this giant company and we're right now looking to uh, you know, to change the way we do voice. Can you help? Do you have a product? Yes, we absolutely have a product for you. Um, and we've been, we've been building in this direction the whole time.
0: Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use PostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well, and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off, along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. How many consumers did you sell to those first three years?
1: Uh, thousands. Um, okay, you know, thousands. again, yeah. Uh, the, uh, and you know, we have a 4.0 rating on Amazon right now. Like you have to, uh, the, the main thing is this device that costs $99, uh, is, you know, does the things that in the market that we compete with, uh, you know, a commercial radio costs between $600 and $12,000, uh, that, that does kind of many of the same things with a bunch of, uh, different limitations and without the superpowers that Orion gives you.
0: Has your SaaS revenue monthly eclipsed what you're making from the one-time hardware sales or are they still equal or is one still above the other?
1: Uh, so it's you know thirty day free trial. So we're technically only a couple months into the uh, SAS numbers. Um, it will quickly eclipse it. Um, uh, also, we find that with these types of customers, um, I thought that everyone was going to want to do monthly uh, uh, recurring only, but uh, we've we've been getting a lot of checks coming in uh, for year-long purchases. And oh, okay, okay. Was, yeah, we had to learn how to deposit a check a couple days ago, so that was exciting. It was the first big enterprise deal. It,
0: um, so, yeah, different types of customers, but, boy, they love what we're doing. Have you lost any customers, any seats? I imagine you've lost at least a few. Why, did, why have the ones you've lost, why did you lose them? And what percent are you losing?
1: Um, so the the biggest challenges are uh, where where for our BYOD customers, where you know we're, we're deploying out for like a group of security guards or a volunteer group, they might have a really different set of uh, handsets. And our biggest issue has been making sure we're on top of all the different Android variants that we have to support and providing a great experience there. So uh, customer churn for us um, has come in in uh, in sort of two issues. The first is um, uh, you know, the product either didn't meet the needs that they had they, because they didn't have enough users that have smartphones, um, which is, a, a, again, we're talking about non-San Francisco Bay Area tech early adopters. Um, and then the other one was they had older Android phones in, in particular um, uh, that uh, that just didn't have the horsepower to run uh, the 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 software securely uh, in a way that provided a great experience. So uh, we spent a little bit of extra time rebuilding parts of our app in order to work across a wider variety of those phones. But uh, that that definitely was a source of customer churn uh, when we when we were beta testing.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I, I I'm curious. When you put together like projections for your first full year of selling the subscription stuff, what you project? I mean, I assume right now with you said a couple thousand seats at six bucks a pop, you know, you're you know, caught twelve grand, which obviously people might listen and go, that's a small number, but you're just starting. I mean, you're just starting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do you? The
1: magic of subscription recurring revenue is that it builds every day. So uh, we just. Well, what is your do-
0: churn? What are you churning seat wise monthly?
1: Uh, so it's too soon to provide an actual churn number, um, okay. but in terms of, of expectations, it's super sticky. If they if a customer stays on past the, the trial, uh, they're probably not going to churn because we've just given them something that their business is running on now. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, oh, and I should say the other the other thing that we run into is this is a pretty mature market um and so there's some switching costs right if you're using a legacy you know as i said over five million users of these legacy uh products and
0: uh, what's you know, the biggest legacy one besides an android device what's like the biggest uh
1: the uh so the biggest legacy one um is uh is a traditional commercial or uh, uh or, or radio system uh so which i'll grab one for comedy. Oh, i
0: was gonna say it's probably huge isn't it
1: um, so you know, this is the radio that I use as a firefighter. So, so who, on who it,
0: manufactures those?
1: Uh, so, Motorola, uh, JVC, Kenwood, uh, Vertex. Um, you know, these are these are companies that. Uh, make really high quality, well engineered products, but they're made for a very different type of customer and a very
0: different type of and market. True or false? That business for them is declining. I imagine with technology. No, nope, right? growing. Yeah, growing, no, for growing, every day. Yeah. No. Uh, so well, I was trying, I was trying to, I was trying to lead you down a path, but you killed it. So we won't go there. <laughs> I was going to wonder. I was going to wonder. I mean, if these guys are moving focus elsewhere and these markets are declining for them with the advent of smartphones being more powerful, I was just going to ask you, why not go raise a bunch of money and buy those divisions?
1: <laughs> well so Motorola uh is a strategic investor in Orion uh and uh so and they're you know like a 10 billion dollar revenue business. So um just uh, the walkie
0: talkie one part? Yeah,
1: just that part. So this is a Do huge recurring
0: it's one time uh,
1: you know, their business model, I'd let them talk to, but, uh, but the, the main point is, is that, uh, as I said, like they're, they're definitely not selling, uh, no one is selling this, the type of service and experience that we are, you know, uh, uh, as a service with really inexpensive devices, uh, that give you those superpowers on regular smartphones, uh, other
0: than Orion. And, so for them to buy you for half a billion dollars, you need, to, you need to make them feel it. You need to forward them the emails where you convince the boss to switch from the Motorola motor device to you guys and say, you better buy us before we get too big, right?
1: You know, I'll, I'll let you uh, speculate on that.
0: Okay, I'm just saying, why else would you take them as a strategic advisor? Why would you want to give them the information on your growth? They have all the information rights. Why would you do that?
1: Well, you know, so now, now you're now getting awfully specific. Um, and uh, the, the simple reality is, is that I think strategic investors in general invest in companies that they want to learn from and see the future in. And so for Orion, uh, by taking money from a great partner who's got amazing engineering resources and sort of all of these other capabilities... Um, you know, we, we gain exposure to something that we value. And again, as I'm a firefighter by training, my life has depended on these amazingly well-designed products from Motorola. Um, But for the most part, like I'm not in a situation that needs a heavy duty public safety radio. Uh, I'm, you know, I and our customers are in an environment where they just want to use their smartphone apps and services.
0: There are many companies like this where the sole reason they do it though, is to understand if something's getting hot and if they do quickly build it themselves, it's literally information rights. How do you, I mean, if, feels good now it's all comfy cozy how do you project yourself against that
1: i'm a pretty experienced operator and i've raised a lot of capital and helped a lot of other companies Jesse, do it.
0: i uh, know you're smart give some lessons to my audience if someone else ah. is the same, i'm not uh, i'm not hitting you hard i'm trying to pull lessons sure. out yeah
1: no so i think the biggest thing um, that uh when i give advice to other to other founders and they're thinking about those types of strategic relationships you really want to consider uh Uh, number one, um, are you doing this in a way that is actually going to be right for your company? And you don't want to do deals that are like you described. Um, You do want to do deals that are... that are, that are, there's obvious alignment. There's a potential for partnership. Uh, you believe that uh, they have something that they can help you with and, and you have something that uh, you can bring to the table for them. And as a result, um, what you definitely want to do is make sure that you, you know, that, that, the, that, in, that the way you share information is the way we'd want to share it with any partner. We live in a complicated world. It's complicated to build businesses. Often you have to partner and work with companies that you compete with in other markets uh, my, you know, my uh, uh, environment that I'm very familiar with, uh, Amazon, this is always tricky, right? Microsoft, this is always tricky. Google, this is always tricky. And so as a startup, you need to recognize that your advantage is always, always, always speed and ability to do stuff that makes people happy immediately without the burdens and shackles of a legacy business that you need to build and protect. Um, When when I started Chef, uh, you know, the team and I, uh, we believed in doing things in a different way. And we were very happy to share with and work with our partners. Orion is the same. This is this massive market. It's incredibly meaningful. There are all, there's millions and millions of users Uh, who just want to get their work done better. And so we're happy to work across the ecosystem uh, with, you know, with big companies, with other small companies like ours, uh, when we're trying to build something
0: great. Any bot or algorithm is only as smart as the inputs you give it. You obviously control the voice input, right? That is going across your system. Now it's a tough decision to decide what you record, what you don't record and how you power any recording to make the system smarter. How do you balance that? And are you recording calls?
1: Oh, really great question. We use end-to-end encryption, um, and we're actually about to roll out um, a, a, a network-wide uh, full end-to-end encryption that means that we're not able to intercept or listen or do anything else. But privacy, security, integrity of our platform uh, is paramount, and the way that you need to do that in order for customers to trust you in the long term is to, uh, is to provide them the security assurances that when they're using your device or product or service... Uh, that they can trust that at the core. So with Orion, um, what we do is it's always very clear when you invite a bot in um, that is able to interact with you that can do uh, real-time audio processing, streaming, et cetera. Um, you see that just like any other Orion client. So uh, when you invite a bot in, uh, for instance, our translation bot, you see it, you talk to it. Um, and so that way uh, it's always clear, it's always disclosed, it's always obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, we partner with and use the services of Microsoft and Google, IBM, Amazon, uh, uh, and several others. Um, uh, and the reason we do that for services like uh, transcription is you might not want to run one service or another. You might need to run your own cloud environment if you have like HIPAA or other uh, specific uh, you know, privacy and integrity concerns. A thing that sets Orion apart is our early investment in privacy, security, particularly in end-to-end encryption, and the clarity that we provide people when a bot or other uh, uh, entity joins a group. Um, That is something that is secure between you uh, works anywhere, works. But all Jesse, the
0: time. you're not using your own the the voice data you're capturing or not capturing. You're not using that in any way to power the bots to make the bots smarter. You're relying on external sources. No, no, we
1: we. So to be clear. Um, if you invite an Orion bot in and it uses in uh, one of those uh, services I just described, um, then we are transiting that data as you would expect. What matters is that's that's clear and its usage is extremely clear. And so, you know, when you're using like a, a transcription service, of course that stream is being heard and responded to and goes into that AI system. You have, people have to have informed consent when they do that. And so, we put that control in in people's hands. If you don't want to have a bot that can process that information, do not
0: add it to your group, and it cannot be recorded. Got it. Last few questions here. Team size today? What are you at? Uh, we are at forty-four. All based out. The, I assume you're in the valley.
1: Uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're uh, in in the South Market area in San Francisco. Um, we have a, a remote team of a, of a couple of folks, uh, three people working remotely currently. We're hiring a lot. Um, I think we have eighteen open headcount right now, mostly uh, tech
0: engineers? Uh, no, so half,
1: half sales and right now and half engineering.
0: Yep. Got, got Jesse's hiring salespeople. There you go. We, a lot of salespeople. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's great. Are you doing a typical kind of quota model inside sales model?
1: Yeah, so I so we have an inside sales model, um, and then AES for monster accounts, which um, it's where we now have to add another one because we we our our first AE got immediately overwhelmed with uh, some really exciting large deals.
0: How so, fast did it take him or her to beat their beat their quota since they were hired? Uh, they've beat their quota every quarter. Okay, and when were they, When did they join? two quarters ago. That's great. So that's good. Last yeah. question here. What do you think, what do you think AR will grow to on this platform by the end of the year? What's your goal, stretch goal? A lot. <laughs> north, north of 5 million. Uh, yeah, so That'd for, be impressive.
1: Uh, yeah, that would be, that would be impressive. Uh, you know, I would love to see three to five plus, um, it's very possible for, so, uh, you know, when you when you look at a startup launching a new, uh, a new business, that's, uh, that, that would be pretty impressive to see. Um, I look more at the trajectory than the, than the actual exit uh, run rate, uh, just because uh, particularly for a SaaS business like ours, where we see a really high viral uptake when we sign up an organization, we don't know yet whether they're going to have five or 5,000 users, yep. uh, you know, two months later. Um, and because the business is so new, uh, it's It's hard to predict you know exactly what the conversion points are going to be. Um, so I look forward to coming back and, uh, sharing some, uh, some, some, uh, fun stories and, uh, perhaps some more specific. On, the, 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 chef, the
0: chef guy isn't supposed to be able to sell himself into another interview slot. Look at this guy closing the deal. It's good stuff, Jesse. Hey man, I appreciate it. Three, three. So 3 million run rate. I mean, what that, that you'd have to go basically from 2000 seats or a couple thousand today to up to what, like 44 ish thousand to a month takes you to three. I mean, that would be good growth. Yeah,
1: um, that's pretty. So the interesting part for us is that uh, actually probably the most valuable thing for businesses like these, which is we see five to 10 users come on right away. um, Then they need a little bit of help getting uh, to spread out inside of the organization. um, And that's when we find out, wow, you know, it turns out this business has 60,000 employees. We've got to put together a ramp in order to get more and more folks uh, online. Uh, and again, we're talking about kind of mass deployments and other things. So great. it's It's too soon to say whether we might even get that from a single customer.
0: Yep. No, it makes total sense. Let's wrap up here quickly with the famous five. Number one, last business book you read.
1: Uh, the, uh, the last business book
0: I read was Crucial Conversations. Crucial Conversations. Number two, um, who, is your, who is the last person you had dinner with in your town that you consider kind of a, a business friend, a business mind?
1: Uh I I haven't actually had dinner out this year yet because I've been working so hard. Uh last meal uh, with. <laughs> last meal with uh was uh James Lindebaum from Heavy Bit.
0: Heavy Bit, okay. Number uh number three, beside Joan, what's your favorite online tool? Uh Ift. Yeah, if Ift isn't that good stuff. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh six on a good night. All right, and what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh long term partner. Okay. Long-term partner, no kids, no kids. Okay. Just, and just
1: startups that change the
0: world. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. And, uh, and, uh, how old are you? I am 38, 38, oh, wait, no, I'm 39. Now
1: I just turned 39.
0: Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy late birthday. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Don't sell your Amazon stock. Uh, when you quit, when did you sell? 2006. Ah, that's the worst. Will, will, will Bezos be the first trillionaire?
1: Uh, I, I, I have no idea, but I, it seems pretty, I mean, it seems given the the world that yeah, he's, it, it wouldn't be the wrong bet to make
0: very good. Very, very politically answered. There you have it from Jesse. Again, big success with Chef, obviously uh, still involved there. Left recently back in 2013, really started getting uh, adoption on Orion, specifically with their consumer sector selling several thousand of their $99 devices. They started realizing, wow, there's a lot of demand for kind of an enterprise play here. They've now launched many months ago. They launched their $6 per month per seat plan so that folks in retail environments, firefighters, other environments that need one-to-one communication in a hands-free space can do it even in a secure environment like in a doctor's office like HIPAA. So we'll see as they scale. Jesse, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me.